Welcome to today's episode of Fire in the Belly. This is where we get to hear some pretty inspiring stories from some amazing people. You know, it's always an absolute pleasure to sit down, take time out and have a warts and all conversation about their journey. I'm always intrigued by what it's taken for people to get to where they are today. And hopefully in this interview, we get to hear some more about that. From this, my mission is to help people to find their own fire in their belly. And from that, to live the mightiest version of you. So without further ado, sit back, relax, and enjoy today's guest. Success is a process, not an event. Good afternoon and welcome to Fire in the Belly with uh, Boardroom Talk. And today we have Andrew Dobbin. So Andrew is from the Business Mindset and BNI Northern Ireland. Good afternoon, Andrew. Good afternoon, Pete. It's a pleasure to be with you. Uh, a lovely sunny afternoon and we are on Facebook, which is great. Uh, but it's a pleasure to uh, to be involved in something this afternoon. So excellent, Absolutely. thank you. So I know we had the opportunity. We were just having a bit of a catch up. I think it was yesterday, and you know, you were talking about obviously networking is something you're very strong at. And uh, thought, well, what better opportunity? And now that the the world is in a slightly different place, to talk about networking and how to network. So I believe that's something you're going to share with us today. Yeah, we're going to look at a few bits and pieces. Uh, networking, really, from in my mind, is just. Uh, as a way of getting your, your message out there, a way to, uh, to connect with your potential clients. Uh, and ultimately, we are all uh, marketing our business. And we all have to have a message. Uh, we have a market that we go after. And then we have a medium of how we get that message out there. And networking is one of those ways, which is cost effective. And I was listening even to uh, Chris Cardell yesterday, and he was saying, you know, this is potentially a free opportunity to, to market your business through networking. Uh, and referrals it's, so it's, it's low cost well that's it and, and it's i mean it's a great leveler as well i suppose that the fact that everyone's in a in the same position in many ways you know whereas before it's you know networking you know you had to go somewhere or things like that whereas now it's it's everyone's you know it's a common threat let's say yeah i i think one of the dangers that you know people who are used to go networking uh face-to-face network and that that's still important i think we build trust very much quicker on, on a person to person, but there is we have to take the opportunities as they are, which is online at the moment, uh, and it is about connecting with people. But we also got to remember that we have got already got networks already, and we need to use those networks. And sometimes uh, people go networking and they become networking junkies, as my friend calls them. And they go to everything, but they're not actually getting any value from it. I think that's mm-hmm. the big thing. So, yeah. So tell me this. What, what is, what is well, I suppose, effectively, what is networking to begin with? And then what is the key? And you're going to take us through what's, you know, the, the oh, power of networking. Yeah, well, I think for me, sometimes, first of all, when I talk about we already have a network of people. Uh, yeah. We already have people on our, our Facebook accounts. We have people on our LinkedIn accounts. We have people on our uh uh, Twitter accounts, all these things. These are networks. These are social networks which we already have online, uh, which we need to uh, connect with maybe again or reconnect with people. Then you've got outside of that, you've got organizations out there, uh, referral organizations like BNI, which I'm involved in, or other organizations similar. Uh, you will have uh, churches, communities, which are networks, chamber events, friends, family, uh, even clients and, and suppliers. They're all networks. They've all got uh, the help and support that we could be getting from them or how we can help them in so many ways. Um, 
But the, the whole thing of networking, and people go to networking events, and a lot of even online networking events now as well. For me, it's not about just networking for networking's sake. Uh, the purpose of networking is to connect with people and to build a network of people where you can mutually support each other. And I, I think that's important. It's mutually supporting each other and that you can do things for each other. I think that's a big thing. Cool. I mean, they're the key things that I, I picked up. So the, the help and support, you know, a good network, whereas, you know, you can help each other and support each other. So yeah, and different networks for different things. So even one of the things for me at the moment is if you look at, uh, and I'm involved very heavily, as you know, in my, my own local church thing, that's a network. But at the moment, it's my, it's a really great network for support for people, mm -hmm. whether be for older people who need support and phone calls and just how are you. Uh, so there's that network. There's communities out there at the moment which are doing an amazing job, whether it be uh, getting people's groceries in, getting things from pharmacies. There's a network of people who are supporting others in the, in the current climate we're in. Well, that, that actually makes a lot of sense. I suppose networks and communities are one and the same thing. And I mean, the church neighborhoods and all must be one of the oldest network in the world. Yeah. Well, we sometimes forget. And I, I'm one of the, I, I've actually been, this is one of my uh, difficulties. In many ways, I, I look at a church network and I think of them as, as a church. But in reality, is involved in community groups or church groups, there's business people. There's people who have needs financially. So all of a sudden, whenever you start to think about networking and referrals and get helping people get business you already have a pool of people that you should be working with and supporting yeah so and we we forget that we we we, we seem to uh put people in different departments in our mind you know that's a church when that's a community group that's uh our friends and then this is our my my business group but the reality is should be cross fertilization of supporting and helping people get business okay so what does a good networker look like and and What's the best way to bring your A-game to a network meeting? No matter where you are, I think, um, years ago I, I talked about the seven P's of networking as such, and the very first P of networking for me is the purpose. What's the purpose of attending that network? You know, what is your marketing plan? What's your marketing strategy for, for attending? So many people just just attend something, just go up to the door of some, they have no thought, no consideration of what they want from that. In some cases, they're not even doing it for business sake. You know, they're not actually, you don't even think I'm there here for business. Um, and for me, simply having that purpose, and for me, my purpose uh, in a face-to-face -face networking event is always to be, who can I connect with that I'm going to arrange a cup of coffee with after this event? So all about connection uh, mm -hmm. for me. And yes, in this current climate, yes, we're not going to have real coffee or tea or, or whatever, but it's maybe attending a network I can have a, uh, a virtual meeting with later and get to know the person. And that's the, that's the thing. It's getting to know the person and how can I help them and how might they even help me. So it's, sometimes we need to, you know, we're all very good at helping people, but we also need to learn to ask for help as well. So there's, there's two sides. Uh, B&I talks a lot about uh, giver's gain. Uh, if I give you business, then you'll want to give me business. Uh, Ivan Meisner classes give us gain as giving from the saucer as opposed to the cup. You know, when the cup's running over and you've got abundance and you're supporting people, then you can give from your cup and help, or from your saucer and help other people. And, and I think that's really good. If we can build that into our life as such and in business and support our networks, uh, just just like what you've done today, 
you you have a platform, you've got the people, you want to add value to to the people who, who follow you in your your Facebook accounts and, and all the rest of it. And you thought, well, this is one way which I can do that. So you're giving to your community. And I hope that then your community give back to you again, because that's the whole idea of, of, of Givers Gain. Uh, and attending a networking event uh, to connect with people with the ultimate aim that if you know and like and trust those people through time, then they will want to give you business and you'll want to give them business. So it's about generating referrals for people as opposed to just networking and having, uh, you know, we all have hundreds of people on our Facebook account or LinkedIn accounts, but are they really connections or are they just people who are on our accounts? Do we really have a connection with them? I think that's a big thing. I was saying, and it reminds me, there's a guy, um, Matthew Thompson from Best of Belfast, uh, the podcast there, and, and he did a TEDx talk. And um, one of the things there he had talked about was, you know, going deep, not wide. You yeah. know, so you might have hundreds of connections, but how about just having a handful, a couple of handfuls of connections and actually going and getting deep relations, relationships and deep connections, yeah. you know, and, and actually bringing quality as opposed to almost a... Uh, you know, a, a sort of a business card shower and see who can who can grab the first card. Well, I've spoken at a number of networking events and, and did some education and networking. And one of the things we sometimes start off with is the business cards scramble. So we all run around the room and collect all the cards and the people have a competition, who has the most cards? But the reality is the cards are only potential connections. Hmm. And the difficulty is that people don't often do the job right after that. Um, I think that's maybe moving from purpose, you then you start to think about what preparation do I need to actually make before I go to a meeting? Um, where do you want to go to? Uh, where is your potential client base? What, where's my network networking? Where's my clients networking at? And uh, I remember a, a person who was, um, uh, he, he was a fulfillment company and he thought, where's my potential network? Where are they going to be? Where am I going to connect with them? And they ended up attending uh, workshops for people who were starting uh, web shops. So as he networked with those people, uh, potentially as they got their web shops up, he was able to do the fulfillment for them. So where's your customers networking? Where are they going to be? Are they going to be uh, in the the face-to-face world? Are they going to be maybe at the IOD? Are they going to be at uh, certain industry associations or whatever that might be? no, or are they going to be on? Is my is my target market on Facebook? Is my target market on LinkedIn? Or where am I going to connect with people better? Uh, sometimes, you know. Also, in many ways, who do you actually want to speak to? You know, so often we attend events. Who do we want to speak to? So maybe if you were um, a mortgage broker, you might want to be looking to speak to a solicitor in in that group, make a connection with, or an accountant. So before you attend a network event, whether in person or online. Know who you want to speak to, who's a good introduction for you, and even ask to be introduced to someone like that. So, and then even, you know, in the physical world, we, we should be taking along, you know, our business cards. We should be taking along uh, our notebooks to take notes of the people and, uh, and even the speaker. You know, we should be going along in many cases, even preparation. You know, I, I've got a good name badge, which I wear at a networking event. And sometimes you go to network, the, the poor name badges. So even something as simple as taking a good name badge with you because the name badge itself it creates that initial connection uh, and it takes away the oh who are you it brings you together quicker that's all it's doing you know? 
I think that's a great tip is, yeah, bring your own name badge because you can brand it. You can make sure your name's spelt right. You can, you know, it's it's in a proper holder. It's not sort of hanging like a lanyard around your neck and yeah. tucked well, in your shirt and falling yeah. on the floor. The, the interesting thing when you say that, you know, we, we always suggest that a name badge should be on your right-hand side. Okay. And the reason for that is that whenever you shake hands with someone, because it's a shaking of hands, is a friendship and a connection and trust. And actually, if it's on the right-hand side, that's where your eye line is. Okay, yeah. So Makes whenever sense. you get to the real world again and you're meeting people <coughs> and that way, wear your name badge on the right-hand side. And the reason for that is purely it builds trust quicker. People see it. It's in their, it's in their line of sight. And that's what works so on that way. Um, and it's true. I mean, uh, you know, whilst I don't like saying, you know, bad habits and things like that, I mean, I'm good for faces, but can be poor at names. And especially a network event when you get a deluge of people and activity and, you know, I need to do this and I find my seat and get a glass of water and all this. And someone walks up to you and going, hi, Andrew, how's it going? And you go, yeah, I'm great. <laughs> yeah. You just can't. So to have that name badge loud and proud is, I think it's a great, great tip. Yeah, it's a name badge is for people who uh, maybe don't know as well or visitors who arrive in a room, that type of thing. Uh, mm. Again, even today, you know, we've got on our screen here, we're networking on, you know, we might be networking on, online here. You know, you've got your name on your thing. It says Mighty Peak, Fire in the Belly. I've got mine, Andrew Dobbin, the business mindset. Yeah. So even taking simple tips like this on an online network and change the names, make sure people know who you are, things like that. And I also think even we're talking about preparation, uh, whether physically or online, arrive early. Arrive early to meet people, greet people, uh, host people, have questions uh, that are interesting questions so you don't have dead airspace. You know? um, so if I was speaking to you at a networking event, I might just say, tell me, people, what's some of the interesting things that's happened to you this week? So that leads you into conversation or where's the best place you've been in the holidays or what's the greatest challenge you have in business at the moment? You know, just have questions prepared mm. that, that, that you might. The other thing is, if you want, to, uh, if you want people to ask you those questions yourself, then you can also ask them first because people tend to ask the same back again. Sure. That's the art of conversation too. I mean, as we always say people do business with people. So, yeah. you know, if you can find a passion, you can find a, a some, something they like or whatever, then the sooner you are to, to get a rapport and a connection. Yeah. So it's how you break those barriers down quickly. And um, I always talk about the no, no like and trust. And there's some people that you know and you don't like them and there's some people you know uh, that you do like so you can take people through that process you might know people you might like people but in the sense of business do you trust them and what i mean by that you may have someone who comes to your door and they knock on the door and you look out through the keyhole and you see them and you think yeah excellent uh, open the door and I say hi pete how are you i like you as a person but the question is do i like you enough to actually bring you into my front living room and to leave you there or am I going to leave you at the door and go and do whatever you want? So the point is, in a business sense, we need to be very careful. Uh, Ivan Meisner has a book called um, uh, uh, Who to Let Into Your Room, I think it is. His idea is that if you, only, if you had one room with one door and that door only allowed you that people could come into it, they never could leave your room again. Who's in your room? That's the name of the book, sorry. Uh, who's in your room? So if you bring them in, into your room, um, you have to be careful who you allow in because you can't get them out again. Mm. And the fact is, as you open the door to people at networking events and you wonder, 
do I really want to be dealing with this person from a business point of view? Uh, so it's a new leg and trust element of that. Uh, and I think that's that's important. We need to be very careful. Uh, Absolutely. So. And funny, I stuck a, stuck a post up last week and was sort of saying, listen, everyone you meet can, tell, can teach you something that you don't know. Yeah. You know, and it might be that you don't want to ever speak to them again, or it might be that they have a random fact or that they have a connection or a skill or a vision or a mission or something else, you know, and that's, to be honest, that's a lot of this is what the whole fire in the belly of the boardroom talk is to, you know, to get your passion across your yeah. skill, your expertise and, and to spread the network. Yeah. So I mean, you know, we, we started talking mm -hmm. off really about having the right purpose mm -hmm. uh, before you attend a, a networking meeting of any sort or building a network. And then the preparation sort of around that, some simple things. The like guy know you should attend any event with a host mentality. Uh, with, uh, and I remember arriving at physical meetings and run by councils. Well, I would get involved with the staff and help them put up the banners, and people would come in and would help them with getting them a cup of tea and a coffee. And so all of a sudden, they started to think I was a person nearly organizing and I was hosting them. But it's just good manners. It's like somebody comes to your house for a party. Well, you're the host, so look after them and get them a tea. Because that breaks down the barriers again. It builds rapport quicker, and they remember you. So it's, it's simple things like that. I think one of the other things even um, might be more difficult now online, but I, some of the suggestions which we would have said to people was, if you're going to a networking event, go along with a partner. So you know your purpose. You know your preparation. But go with a partner. And whenever you get... You always get those people that at meetings who are talking about themselves and how good they are, and I mean, it's as if they're they're bragging, as if their ego is up, and sometimes it can be taken the wrong way. But imagine you went with someone else, and they started to talk about you, mm. and they started to talk about how good you are in the business and how they've used you, how your friends used you. Have you met this person? All of a sudden, they, that's credibility. It's coming from someone else. Uh, Maybe the same story. Well, because somebody else is telling the story, it's better. Uh, and I think that's even important. So even on, uh, that's why testimonials uh, is so important because people are, are giving you credit for stuff and building your credibility. Uh, and that's even more important at the minute on, uh, on the online. Imagine you get some good online testimonials from people that you're in your network. And sometimes we're not always the best at standing up for our own skills and expertise as well, where somebody else can say, listen, you know, he's, he's really good at this. You know, he mightn't tell you that, but he has actually really good at this or she's very good at that. Or do you know what I mean? So as you say, almost to have a, a sort of an ambassador in the room as well is, is going to help yeah. testimonials. Any, I mean, so we're getting slightly off topic here, but when you're asking for a testimonial, what are you, what are you really asking for? Well, I think the first thing is you want to find out uh, whenever somebody, if I was doing some work with you and you were successful in that, you'd want to be describing to people what the situation was before and then what actually happened and what difference that's made to your business. And this is why I would recommend them. You know, so you have to be able to show people, this is my, this is my condition, this is what was going on with me, this is how it was recognized, this is what the person's done for me, and it's made a massive difference. Now, here's just a throwaway here at this point, and, and this wasn't planned, but I do have a four-step testimonial outline. So if anyone would want that uh, four-step outline, if they want to message you or whatever, or put a message in the in Facebook Live, do that and I'll send it to them. There's no issue. But it's just brilliant. Um, so it's like a PDF or something that you have, yeah? Yeah, just an A4. Brilliant. But it just gives a four-step plan for how people can uh, can talk about you and, and get something over for uh, writing a testimonial. So, yeah. No, I think it's great. And, and uh, I know... It's 
speaking to Martin Murta, who does the, you know, he's, does a lot of LinkedIn, you know, and he was saying, if you're asking for a testimonial, almost give a framework. Because yeah. people sort of go, well, what do you want me to say? Yeah. You know, well. <laughs> the other way of doing this actually is you could actually get someone to ring your customer. Okay. And ask them the questions and then they write it out based on your answers. Okay. So you, yeah. you know, you're, you're taking away the pain because people have to write it. You're actually helping them and then you can put any of the words, make sure they agree with it, of course, and then they can use it. So. Sure. And video and written? Yeah, I think I think currently online, as you know, video is getting more traction. It's as simple as that. Uh, but you can use both, you know. And um, I mean, people have been saying for years that video is great for um, Facebook, uh, Google Love video on on your website. So why not use it? You know? Sure. So I suppose you can do that and even get it transcribed as well. You know, I yeah. know YouTube will automatically transcribe to a certain level as well. So yeah, yeah. Well, so yeah. So in a networking sense, you know. Having a purpose, having the preparation, going along with a partner, but also thinking of the profit. Uh, and we never should lose sight why we're there. We're ultimately we're there to build our business. Do we have a target of what we want to get out of networking? So if we were going to spend money on uh, SEO, we're going to spend money on Google AdWords, we're going to spend money on PR. We'd be looking at return from it. And even though maybe networking is low cost in the sense of actually having to put our hand in our pocket, it, it can be costly on the amount of hours you're spending. Mm. So your time is still money. So we should be thinking, you know, what's your target for this year? Um, and I mean, I was attending a networking, uh, a network of people. And I looked at the end of the year and I thought, mm, I don't know whether I should continue a network. And then I looked and I seen, oh, I've got four or 5,000 pound of business from it. But I was only spending, you know, a couple of hours a month type of thing. And I thought, oh, that's actually okay. You know, so you need to look at that and see what your return you're getting. I think you, we can just run to everything. And if you become one of these people that go to the opening of an envelope, as someone one time said, you know, you're starting to waste your time. And then you become known as the person who runs around every network there is. And I think you lose credibility. So really knowing your target, think about the number of events you want to attend. Think of the number of coffees you want to have, you know, whatever that is in the real world and the world that we're in now. How many meetings do I want to get online? Uh, and they want to you know, back to what you said earlier, you know, build a bit of depth with people as opposed to surface. Hmm. You know the person, um, that type of thing. So, and, and remember also that you know it's lifetime value of the client. Ultimately, you get through it. Uh, it's not just the first seal, you know. So. Well, that's it. And, and like a lot of things, I suppose, what is it? It's like seven points of touch now that you need to, to build rapport. Or I mean, some people say it's more because of the online noise and everything else. It's 10, 12 points of touch. So if it can be, as you say, a meeting, a business card, an exchange, a chat, you know, it might yeah. be a long time before you actually get to know properly what they do and how you can help them. Well, I mean, I, I had a conversation with uh, somebody who wanted to connect with me on LinkedIn two weeks ago. and. Um, he, he asked for the connection. I went back and I said, yeah, I'm very happy to connect and asked him some questions about his business, what he's doing. He's a business consultant. And then we arranged to meet the week after for a virtual coffee. And uh, we had a really good conversation online for an hour. And he identified potential opportunities for me that he'd maybe like to talk to me further about. But again, we're going to meet in two weeks' time. So he's not just going to give me business straight away. He's going to check my website. He's going to check what I do. He's going to check testimonials, whatever. And I understand that. So I think we can speed up the trust process quicker. Hmm. Um, you know, 
you know, you talk about online, is our LinkedIn profile up to date? You know, is there even telephone numbers there, or landlines, or mobiles, or email addresses? Uh, is it actually got a good photograph? And that actually throws me into maybe the next bit of network in many ways because it's about presentation. Mm. So in the presentation, we we had uh, attended a, a business meeting, a network meeting. We would give attention to our dress. And even we're online today, you know, yeah, I'm in a shirt, maybe not a tie on today or something out there, but you're still going to be business attire. You, you don't want to be turning up and, and you haven't shaved for the week and, you know, you're just wearing a, a sloppy T-shirt or anything out there. You want to actually be... Um, setting a right impression for the meeting that you're in uh, and that's important and even all these things of, of the presentation you know if you get the opportunity to speak at something are you actually prepared you know to, to actually what are you there for you're there to ask for something yeah ask for help ask for an introduction whatever it is that that sort of network is for so be prepared come come prepared for those type of things um and for every single thing in your presentation, you've got your dress, your presentation of how you speak, your presentation of what you want to say, all those things you should come prepared with. It makes sense. And I think, as you say, like a lot of things, you know, if you if you look good, you feel good. Yeah. You know, so if you look the part and, and you know, whether it be tradesmen, et cetera, that turn up. And I know, I mean, there's a particular company and, and they are always dressed. They have similar uniforms, distinguished colors and all the rest. And people are going, they're great guys. And it's like, you haven't seen their work yet. You know, they've turned up, they're presentable, they're clean, it's tidy, uniformed up, and, and everyone's sort of well-looked, and, you know, and that's, it's a presentation of service. Well, so. I think you should dress the way you would go to the, your best client. Hmm. So, you know, someone was on networking uh, meeting the other day, and he's there in his, his suit, and his tie, and he's professionally dressed. He's absolutely excellent, and he's dressing the way he would normally go to a client. And what he's saying to you is, this is how I deliver my services. Mm. Uh, and we used to have a person in one of our groups who was a locksmith. And he was a professional locksmith. What I mean was he came clean, he came tidy, he came with a branded uniform, and he presented himself as professional. And that builds trust with people. So it does straight away. Mm. So when somebody opens the door, they see the branding, they see he's clean, they see he's tidy, and he does a good job. And... Um, so in that way, we, we create something even through that. Uh, you're trusting the person even before they do the job. Um, I, I remember a story I've been told, and I, I, this was a, a lady who was attending a, a function. She wasn't getting the business she wanted, and the, sorry, the trainer, the operations director of the group said to them, look, what's happening? They said, well, I'm not getting business at the moment. And they said, well, okay, tell me the types of clients you're looking for. She was looking for CEOs and, of big companies. And she says, do you think that your dress at your meeting is causing any problem? She says, no, but I wouldn't attend. I wouldn't go and see the CEO dressed the way I am. And she said to him, well, if you, do, if you wouldn't go and see the CEO the way you're dressed at this networking event, you should change your dress because you're coming with business attire. So people are judging you, whether that rightly or wrongly, but they're judging you. So you should come more dressed. And she changed her dress more professional business attire, mm. and she got more business purely because of dress. First impressions. Uh, somebody said you only get seven seconds to make your first impression. And um, I know whenever I used to work in promotional clothing, that was one of the big things we used. You know, when somebody comes up at your door or somebody comes to work for you, they make an impression on you, whether rightly or wrongly, or misjudge you by even the dress and the way you look. Mm. 
That's true. And, and even you take like a, as you were saying there, the locksmith, you yeah. know, it used to be some locksmiths were, you know, sort of almost a dirty apron and just wearing whatever. Whereas now people are saying the very fact of calling themselves a professional locksmith, you know, that it's a high caliber service, you can charge accordingly. Yeah. You know, you presented well, you have no issues, you know, it's going to be done well and done, you know, and that's, it's a, again, it's a presentation of service and an intention too, which is great. Yeah. yeah. So again, you know, we, we've got all these things, but I think then also sometimes we think, we, you know, we've we've done all these things, we've made some preparation, we've attended a meeting, we've, we've connected with some people, and then we think, oh, what they do now? The meeting over, uh, what's the next step? And what they do post the networking event? Hmm. Think about it, what, what's my next step from that? And some of that is we need to follow up on the actions we say to people who would do. Uh, you know, we need to, if we've connected with people on the day, you know, in a physical way, somebody's given us a business card or it's electronic, okay, let's log all those cards. What's our next action from that? What do we do now? Uh, do we then maybe go to LinkedIn and find them on LinkedIn and connect with them through that way? Uh, could we send them a thank you card? I mean, in the world we're in today, the digital world, but there's nothing nicer than getting a card. You know, this year, uh, I got a card in from one of the members of, of BNI, and it was an Easter card just wishing me happy Easter. And I was like, oh, this is really nice. And it stood out because nobody else did it. And, mm. you know, that was only one card we got to the house this year. Uh, but the fact that somebody will send a card, a thank you card, or whatever, in the post, um, it means a lot to people. And I think we miss some of the, the, the things that connect and, and the emotional level. See, some of us connect on a head, but actually on a heart level, on that emotional level. Uh, people buy people mm. they buy the person the business will follow and this is back to the no like and trust if you can't get on that personal level you'll struggle with the business side so you will that's the thing and I suppose I mean it just resonates there for me and, and I suppose when I'm talking about people and they're far in the belly you know what's their passion and if you tell people about your passion and they know somebody or they can you know they, they, they have a connection or something else that can help you that actually people will go out of their way because you're so clear and going, I'm passionate about for me, it's, you know, far in the belly and the podcasting and helping people and all that. And then suddenly people are saying to me, you should really interview such and such. And, you know, yeah. I've already said my five-year goal is to be interviewing Will Smith. I don't particularly know why, but it's just something there in terms of, you know, and I was talking to somebody else and they were saying, well, I'm about, you know, sort of four or five degrees of separation from, from Will Smith, you know. I don't know. It's just, it's a bit of a wacky one, but suddenly people, I generally find people are pretty helpful and they'll go out of the way to help you if they know what your goal is. Yeah. That sort of goes yeah. back to your, your purpose. You know, why am I there? And if you can quickly get that across, then people will help. Yeah. I think uh, people sometimes are too straight to the business. Hmm. Get to know the person, get to know their goals, whatever that might be on a personal level, not business goals, get to know the person. Um, uh, get to know what they've accomplished in life. Hmm. You know, uh, get to know their interests. You know, whether that be um, from a personal level. You know, that around community stuff, uh, maybe around football, maybe around golf, sports, all these different things. Um, it, so all of a sudden, you know, we had a person today at a meeting, and he was talking about how he was going for a pilot's license. Well, I know somebody else who who has a pilot's license, so it might be good for those two people to connect with people on that interest that they have. Maybe even on the goal side, we talk about, you know, I might, you might turn around and say, you know, I say, where's one of your greatest places to go on, uh, in holidays, Pete? Where would you want to go on holidays? 
and you might say, well, I want to go to Caribbean or I want to do that. Well, I might know somebody who can help you do that. So even on a personal level, then I can help you achieve that goal mm. or, or something like that. You're just put out today that, you know, you want to speak to Will Smith or interview Will Smith. So all of a sudden, maybe somebody on this will hear that and you never know where that might end up. Sure, that's the thing. But I think it's, you said at the very start there, you know, you got to ask. And that's a key yeah. thing is ask. You know, it's... Uh, if you don't ask, the answer is always no. Mm. The answer is always no if you don't ask. Uh, and I had a reminder because in what I do, I, I always want to help people. Hmm. But sometimes you have to remember, it is that old aeroplane adage, you know, you have to put the, the oxygen mask in your mouth first when you need it. So something you have to ask, you should ask, and you shouldn't be afraid of asking, uh, as long as it's not the only thing. You shouldn't become known as a taker, but hmm. ask for help, ask for support. People want to help you. Uh, but, you know, just that, that post-event, what are you going to do? How am I going to connect with a person? Am I going to have that phone call? Am I going to follow up with that coffee or virtual coffee, whatever that is? Mm. You then continue the conversation of connecting. Um, got, uh, there's a rabbi called Rabbi Lapin. He talks about the three things. He says that you have to connect or communicate uh, first, and then you collaborate together. And then from that, you create things. So the very fact, you know, we had a conversation yesterday, we connected, we, we communicated, we're collaborating around this uh, live stream now, and we're creating something for other people. So the fact is, the more that we can do that, that's what brings massive benefit in, in business or life. Mm. Um, as long as people are working together, two heads better than one, you know, that type of thing. Mm. So you, you work that out. Um, I think the other thing, I mean, we've talked about, I was just looking at some of my notes, I'd down when I really went off notes, but I don't know how, uh, we talked about the purpose of, of, of networking, you might call it. We then, we then talked a wee bit of preparation. We talked about the, the partnering with other people and the profit side, looking at that target, just remember that, you know, just don't run to everything at, at expense of yourself. And then we looked at the post-event, but I suppose the really last thing around networking, it, it's not a get-rich-quick type scheme. It is about patience uh, and it's about building relationships. And we talk about going deep with people and getting confidence with people that you do business with or you want to help them. And we talk about why. You know, if we were speaking here and you said, oh, the only thing I'm looking for, I want to be really rich and I want to be this and I want to be the other. and um, Or I might be the person who the reason why I want to earn extra money is to give to charity or I want to earn some extra money to put me children through school, whatever that might be. It's what a, what that person relates to, the why of the other person. And you might do more for me if I'm trying to do something for charity as I would be to try to buy my, my next boat type of thing, you know. You want me to be successful for other people. So uh, people attach into that why or connect with the why of, of the person. Uh, and I do think that whenever we, the patience bit is, it's not get rich quick. And it's also remembering it's putting people first before the profit. Mm. You need to help other people before they might be able to help you in, in a scenario. It's also that realization that you help other people. They may not have the ability to help you or to connect you with the other person, but it's uh, other people will, will see that and, and will give back. And I also think when we're connecting with people is you know, follow up with people and follow up again. Uh, so often we the seal or the, or the connection is lost because we, we don't follow up. So... And work through that. So, I think those are, you know, I suppose we're talking around seven sort of elements of networking. I think are, 
And networking doesn't always come easy to people. But if you go with a plan and a purpose of what you're doing, it becomes a lot easier. That's the thing. You know, I, th- I think we're, I mean, it's like a lot of things. I think we're all networking all the time. You know, it's the the connections in your phone book right through to recommending a friend or doing whatever, which they're all networking. It's all, you know, it's, it's realizing that. It's like someone said the other day, you know, it's like, oh, I'm not in sales. I don't like sales. And it's like, yeah. you're, you're in sales from the day you're born. You know, you, you cry because you want milk. That's a sale. That's a, you know, <laughs> I want something or I need something and you're going to give it to me, you know. Yeah. Yeah, no, very much so. I mean, somebody said to me, where did your network at this week, this was a few months back? I said, oh, I was that awake? You know, I said, what do you mean you're awake? I said, well, I was, you know, in a sense, I was networking. I yeah. met people I'd never knew before. I met a business person who lived close to me, got a conversation with him. He talked about how he was going to turn his company into a limited company. We talked about potential, uh, some uh, of my contacts that could be good for him. And whenever he goes limited, that would be a great opportunity. So, again, uh, connecting with people and collaborating with people that hopefully we can create some for him and, and be able to get him some as well. You know? mm. So it's sense. helping support people in, in the place where they are. And I think, you know, so it's knowing the challenges that people have. Mm. Uh, it's knowing what they're looking for and uh, how we can help achieve that for people. Yeah, Makes sense. Out of interest, what's your what's your take on business cards now? Are they defunct or do they still have a purpose and a use? No, uh, I think we'll still be face to face meetings. Um, I still think business cards. Are, remember, a business card is a small piece of paper that has got information on them that help you connect. They're, so whenever someone goes back to their base, they can look at the card and they can use it to connect with you further. That's all it is, uh, and. Uh, if somebody does that, then they can, I mean, my card, you've seen my card in the past. My card's a shape business card, uh, which stands out slightly. Uh, I have my photograph on my business card, which then somebody goes back and thinks, oh, that's who that person was. Mm-hmm. And I remember some people say it's very Americanized. Uh, well, I remember even at a, at a function one time, and the head guy for Ireland was there, and his tip to people on the day was, have a photograph on your business card. People mm-hmm. remember you. So... Those are all things that it helps people connect and remember. That's all it is. And uh, I know in many cases, uh, people said to me, uh, oh, I don't do business cards, just connect with me on LinkedIn. Well, it's not always easy to find people on LinkedIn or find them on social media. Uh, whereas if I had the card and the email address, things would be a lot different. Uh, and that person changed their mind, actually. They got business cards after them. And all you're doing is hand over your information. It's a calling card, really. You know, so. Yeah. Also, that's you just reminded me. I've done that before, where people saying, "Yeah, absolutely, we'll connect on LinkedIn, or whatever." And then you get an invitation on LinkedIn. You go, "Who the hell is this person?" Yeah, <laughs> it's like, it's like, I was like, I was only talking to you two hours ago, and, and now I don't know who you are because you don't look so, you don't look familiar or whatever. Or your photo is yeah. not up to date, or and it's just like a mini brochure. You know, even networking events, we talk about preparation of going along. Mm. It doesn't stop you from having a brochure or something. You know. I was at the business with B&I guy, actually, and he's starting a new group, and he had his business card for that group, but it was a double double set, or, you know, two. And again, it was just like a mini brochure, and I thought, oh, that's just, it's very neat. Mm. It just gives a bit more information. Now, I, I do believe, uh, from a networking point of view, um, that one of the things I use on my phone, I, I use a thing called uh, Connect Plus, I think it is, 
uh, if people want the details on that, I can share that as well. Uh, I actually pay for the one I've got now, but I can scan it. I scan the business cards, and it goes into my my contacts. Now, when I scan it, it's a real person that actually writes it. So it's not a it's not an automatic thing because the difficulty with business cards is they're all different. Mm. So the automatic thing doesn't always pick up the right details. It's very hard. Um, so it's a real person, and they're nearly enough ninety nine percent correct. So that's, for me, I can get a 50 or 100 cards done per month. And uh, so that way it's, it's really beneficial. It takes away a lot of the work. You're leveraging what you're doing. So, that's true. Uh, yeah. That's um, the bigger system behind it connects them with their social media and updates and all the rest of it. So uh, you build an actual database and, and you can find more out about the person through it. So it's very good. Talk to us about BNI then. What's the, the, the principle and what's the benefit for people and that either know it or you well, know, it, be interested? Yeah, sometimes people talk about BNI as a networking group. And BNI is not actually a networking group as such. It is a referral organization. And the difference of going along to a, a group like, say, the Chamber, and the Chamber's got its place, don't get me wrong, but you'll find a lot of people at the Chamber event, you could have two or three people of the same category, you know, solicitors, uh, accountants, whatever. Uh, so whenever you do that, you've got similar people there, all maybe looking for business. Whereas BNI, uh, whenever you join a group and you secured your seat in that group, you're the only solicitor, you're the only accountant, you're the only plumber, you're the only electrician. So everyone there is there working for each other, aiming to get you business. That's really what it's about in that, in the simplistic term. Uh, and the more people you have, uh, then you better opportunity you have for more business. And you, you know, so in some of the groups, one of the groups I'm involved in, you know, they have somebody who does uh, social media. They have somebody who does SEO. They have somebody who does web design. Uh, they've got someone else there who does graphic design. So then four people are really in a marketing group. And then somebody there who does customer uh, insight and stuff like that there. So those people are working very closely. They've all got the same target market in many ways but they also can refer business on. Mm. And they're very, very powerful. So BNI is very much the guy. It's about how we can help each other grow a business. And when one person gets a referral, and potentially that leads to the next person, the next person. Uh, as opposed to going to a networking event, you build trust up. We a lot of training for that. We help people with presentations. We help people with networking. So um, we help people how to get referrals. Um, and um, But the big thing, and I'll come back to this, is uh, it's having the right network of people, having the right network. Whether you're in BNI or outside BNI, it's about having the right network. And um, you know, people talk about where do my referrals come from? There's eight different levels of referrals. We don't have time today to do that. There's eight different, but one of them is having a strong referral group. You know, and then people talk about maybe having the right. Our customers are referral sources, and they are, but they can be one of the worst referral sources. And the big thing is because we don't ask, mm. we don't train them. Um, one of the statements that you know we've seen a lot of banners and different things is they say ninety-eight percent of businesses rely on word of mouth, but only three percent actually have a strategy. So my question to people is, you know, we are building networks of people, but have you a strategy for referrals? Mm. Um, you know, I, I'm I'm dealing on a one-to-one -one, uh, mentoring client at the moment. He's a, a financial advisor. And, uh, you know, I was saying, what's your re referral strategy? And he really didn't have one. And he would ask for one later on in the close of business. 
But I was suggesting to him that he should start the conversation with referrals at the start of the conversation. Because somehow somebody referred him to him. So it gives him an opportunity. I just want you to understand uh, that we, we do most of our business through word of mouth or referral. And uh, you've been referred to me. And the reason why we do that is it's cost effective and it keeps my cost down. So what I'm asking from you is, if I do a good job for you, will you give me a referral? And it just means some of your contacts. So you start that conversation at the start of the process. <coughs> and then whenever you do a good job, then not only are you getting a testimonial, but you're now able to ask for the um, uh, for the, the referral. So that's, for me, very important. Absolutely. I think the other thing as well is being, I suppose, looking at it from your own point of view, you know, and it's the, I wouldn't say persistent is probably not the, the maybe the right term because it has a slightly negative connotation but you know it's, it's keeping fresh in people's heads because i mean the number of times and for some reason i'm thinking of you know whether it be a boiler repair person or something like that i mean one of the simplest things i've seen someone do with a, a, the boiler repair is to they have their business card which they peel the back off and stick it to the boiler you know so when you're standing looking at a thing that's not working and somebody's name and number is right there in front of you yeah. or vice versa as it's you know it's providing value to somebody else or you know it, it's it's about keeping fresh fresh content and ideas and like i say i know you were kind enough to come and speak to our property network about you know and, and networking and and what you do um you know in the business mindset as well so it's you know it's about sort of you hear different things too. So it's, it's about being consistent and, and repeat, you know. If you think of, uh, for me, if, if I was a plumber or an electrician or a joiner, I would want to have a really good relationship with a local mm -hmm. estate agent. Because whenever the estate agent, if you think about it, the estate agent sells a house, mm -hmm. turns around and says to them, if he still wants to take control of us, when you've got an issue with electricity or whatever, even he sells a house, Give me a call. I've got a database of people who I can I trust and recommend, so you don't have to run anywhere. Uh, so that's who you run to. So I see people who go to Facebook groups. Who would you recommend, or who's this, who's the other? And you know, it's like a, a feeding frenzy of people. Oh, I would this person, or this person, or this person. Sometimes they actually haven't dealt with them. They haven't really experienced them, uh, and they don't even know why they refer them. Um, but if you've got someone. Uh, like uh, an estate, he he could be a great source of referrals for people in that, as long as they do it right and they manage it properly. Uh, and I think that's important. So even the fact of leaving, you know, the agent could leave a sticker in the inside the door of all the people he recommends. You know, here's the people who we recommend, or give me a call and we'll put you in touch with the right person. Hmm. Because you know, sometimes somebody says, "I need a photographer." I just get, "I need a photographer," and I would say, "Okay, before I tell you who it is." What do you need a photographer for? Well, I need him for PR. Well, then this is the photographer I give. Oh, it's for a wedding. Oh, this is the photographer. Right. Or another guy who says, oh, I'm looking to do model shots or family portraits. This is the photographer. So uh, photographers might be able to do all of those things, but some are better than others for different things. So you need to always remember it's just not the photographer. It's about what they do and what the real need is. Uh, I like to get into a conversation. Somebody says, well, I'm looking for something to do with PR or I'm looking for something to do with social media. Okay, look, tell me more. What are you really looking for here? Um, so somebody says, oh, I want a plumber, but they're really looking at a gas engineer. You know? so, All right. 
Well, that's it. I mean, you get a plumber who's gas registered and you get another one that isn't. You know, you could give out the number and it could be completely right or completely wrong, you know, so well, it's... I think that for me is important. Hmm. Is, you know. I was just thinking that while you were speaking as well, and I think in terms of branding and, and you know, if you're a goal setter and things like that is, you know, because the eye can't see itself, we often don't know our own strengths and our own vision and our own missions. And I know for me, you know, even there on Zoom, you know, when, when my video is turned off, you know, you see a bit of a who you are. And I was just thinking, you're speaking there. It's this case of saying, well, that's a great place for contact details. You know, yeah. um, my own desktop, my, the wall behind me here could all be branded, you know. And I'm just thinking, as you're saying, it's I'm, I'm putting that forward for customers, but I'm also putting it forward for me. The, the problem I have at the moment, and, and Alexa using Zoom and that, you need a, my computer, I need a green screen. I don't have the facility for that at the moment where I am. Uh, but I've seen opportunities where people say, here's my logo here. Mm -hmm. and this is who I want to speak to over here. So in the whole networking meeting, the whole uh, virtual uh, backdrop is actually an advertisement in that sense. Or it's, and that goes back to branding. And come back to the branding of a of a t-shirt or whatever. Branding is about leaving an imprint on someone's mind. Hmm. Branding was, you know, to brand the animals, but you're actually branding somebody's mind or, or thought process by what you have. And um, so that's one of the big things for branding, I believe. That's how you tell the difference between a horse and a zebra. <laughs> you know, it's like same size, same shape, just different brands. Yeah, yeah, they are good. Yeah, one's cheaper than the other. Yeah. So um, no, it's cool. Listen, I mean that's that's that was the whole thing. So great. So just to reiterate, you had purpose there, you know, and that's why you're there, who you're there to connect with, how can you know, how can you help them, and that's yeah. that's you know, following the givers gain attitude of, you yeah. know, who's there, who might you know that you can put them forward for, could be advice, could be a connection, could be fifteen other things. Yeah. So then you're going into uh, preparation there. So in terms of you know, who are you there to meet? What are you there to do? You know, what are you asking for, et cetera? Yeah, it's all been prepared with the physical stuff in many ways, mm -hmm. but also who you actually want to connect with. You know, who can I connect with today or who can I help today? Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, preparation, yeah. So, bringing your partner there. So, again, somebody else that, you know, you can actually look out for each other as well. So, in terms of, and you, you know. Group, you can go a group of people. You know, you could take, hmm. you know, we talk about uh, that sort of property side. I know you're in the property, but if you take that property side, you know, the, the, Christian, the plumber, the joiner, um, somebody does EPCs, all of those people have got similar target market. They can all go and talk about each other. Absolutely. No. Profit there. So it's, you know, exactly, you know, what, what it is you're after and, you know, how you can gain from the relationship and give as well. So it's the two yeah, sides have, of profit. Yeah, having that target. You know, having that target. Because the, the reality is if you join a strong referral group, if someone gives a referral out, somebody's received, so even thinking of that, you know, how many how many referrals do I need to give? So we're in that in that zone of givers gain. What do I need to give to get back? So hmm. In some cases, you know, you you look at it, uh, you low value things. So somebody might only uh, the printer might get a lot of referrals because they're low cost referrals, but maybe the accountant might get less referrals because higher trust needed there, or somebody maybe getting big holidays, you know, cruises might get less than the than the thing. But it's all a bit relevant, you know. How many do I need to give out to maybe get back some? For my business, you know? Absolutely. Then presentation. So it's putting yourself forward, your presentation, your goals, presentation of your your needs, your wants, but also presentation physically and mentally as well. Yeah. 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 Very much yeah. so.
And then, so the post event, so that is the follow up. You know, if you've yep. exchanged cards, connect, phone, a physical postcard or a physical card, you know, all the different mediums is actually taking action on it and not just exchanging the details and, and nodding. Yeah, and it's also about following up on the promises you've potentially made. Hmm. You know, this is what I said I was going to do. I said I would contact you. Or this is what I said I would try and help you with. So even in the sense of you attending me, you know, oh, I can maybe help you with that. And at least follow up and, and either fulfill that if you can. Hmm. You can't go back and say I can't, you know, but at least you start the process. When I was on a, a mastermind yesterday and, and someone had asked for a connection and somebody else had presented them and there was a third person who said, I already tried to contact them and they didn't contact me back. And there was eight people on the mastermind and really from that, they, th- their reputation was put into doubt in front of eight people. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And you, have be, you have to be very careful. That's where the reputation part com- comes in. Mm. Every single thing you do, from your dress, your presentation, how you present yourself. Uh, I've seen people come who deal in the financial sector, and I've seen them come to a meeting in a, in a, a sloppy uh, T-shirt and a pair of jeans. So whether we think it's the right thing or not, mm. people will make, uh, they will make their own judgment. So just need to be careful. Yeah. Um, and then patience. patience. You know, it is just, again, it's multiple points of contact. You know, it's rapport. and. You know, it's really sort of building that all up. Yeah. So for me, that's that's it takes time, and it's mm. not try to oversell. Uh, you get people who try to control the network, try to control the people, try to talk over them, try to sell to them. And uh, this is the one of the major disconnects. There's a, a book out called The Networking Disconnect, and it talks about we attend. And I've done this. I mean, I say, you know, how many people here are here to sell today? Mm. and get a lot of hands going up. Uh, and then you say, how many people are here to buy today? And normally there's none or very few. So there's mm. a major disconnect. If people are not there to buy. Uh, yeah. And you need to understand that it is about, we come back to the, the very start. We're there to connect with people that we might mm. help them, support them, or they might be able to help and support you, but connect with people. Uh, I, think, I think the other thing I would say as well is, is, is not being afraid to say no. You know, it might be no, but, you know, if someone's saying, you know, could you do this for me and saying, no, it's not for me because of X, Y, and Z or where you're at, or it's like, I'm not the best person for you. I don't but know I could... you well enough. Hmm. I don't know. You know, I was at a meeting years ago and um, the man had been talking about uh, how he had spent some time with uh, Richard Branson, Necker Island. And somebody stood up in the, in the crowd and said, would you introduce me to them? And he basically looked at him and said, how dare you even ask? I don't know. I have no reason to do that. So sometimes we need to realize that people have to get to know you. Mm. And even people aren't giving you referrals. You know, and this has happened to me. I've had to go back to people and say, look, uh, I'd love to get referrals. and I'm asking for referrals. Is there any reason why you wouldn't refer me? Or uh, what do I have to do to get you to refer me? Hmm. Might be some, and somebody said to me, you know, Andrew, I don't know enough about your product. Hmm. I, I don't know you well enough. I don't know enough to even introduce you, or I don't have the contacts to introduce you to. Or hmm. don't do. So then you have to realize that some of these people are sitting there, uh, they don't even realize they could be helping you because they, they haven't identified it. And I yeah. think in, in anything we do, having that purpose or plan or preparation we go along with it, is actually knowing who you want to connect with. And even if somebody says, who would be a really good referral for you 
be prepared to, to tell them. Mm. You know, for the moment, I mean, one of my things I'm looking to do is to connect with uh, professional accountants. And that's not even to, uh, for me personally, but it's actually, I, could, I believe at the moment I could do something for some accountants that would give them an extra revenue stream later on and actually help them retain their clients. Mm. So I want to, to work on that for a moment. And actually, uh, one of my accountant friends, I've actually uh, put that out to him, why I do a complimentary session for some of his clients at the moment, purely to help during this, this situation they're in at the moment. Because again, if I can help their clients uh, even have a bit more confidence or work through some of the issues they have and also to realize, I think one of the dangers we have in the situation right at the moment is everyone thinks that they're the only one with the problem in some ways. Mm. But everyone's got, a, got issues no matter where they are and they've got to deal with them uh, in different places, you know. That's the thing, you know, it's like a lot of people saying, don't don't worry about what other people think about you because they're too busy worrying about what people think about them. <laughs> so we're all, as human natures, we're all sort of more interested in our own world. And that's, I think it's just the, it's, the nature of the beast. It's, it's trying to, be, in the current climate where we are, hmm. some people are, I mentioned this earlier maybe, but we, we're caught in fear and fear paralyzes us. Hmm. And that doesn't mean to say that we shouldn't be concerned. But whenever we're concerned, we can make uh, proper decisions and concern. Hmm. Yeah, that's a big thing. So, um, yeah, well, I think that's one of the things. And again, in the moment, we we have run up against that brick wall. And whenever we look at the brick wall, it might be a ten foot wall, but if we're standing right in front of it, it looks massive. Hmm. But if we stand maybe ten foot back or twenty foot back, it becomes smaller looking, and it becomes more achievable to get over. Um, it's almost another another p for you <laughs> you've got perception yeah because you know, what's what's nothing to me and it's going to go yeah you just do this this and this and like i said there's someone the other day that was explaining a computer problem and 99 percent of the audience were still at step one and he was at step 12 but yeah. an unconscious competent there and it's kind of the perception was that you know uh, that everyone understood what he was talking about you know and well, in, 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 even in networking you know, sometimes people say well, I'm looking to speak to SMEs. And you go, SME, what's an SME? Mm. So I, I would ask the people all in the room, what's an SME? And some will say, oh, that's less than 10 employees. That's less than 50. That's less than 100. Right. But I think the technical term actually is, is 250 or less. Right. Whenever you look at Northern Ireland, most companies in Northern Ireland are SMEs. Mm. Uh, this is why the, the fact of being more specific. So you might be an IT person. And I'm looking to deal with companies with less than 25 employees you know, or less than 50 employees, that type of thing. So then you start to be more uh, filtered than what you're looking for. Mm. So we're so broad, we don't actually, uh, we're so broad in what we look for that nobody can actually help us. I know from the NLP world, they talk about that as generalizations or distortions or whatever. You know, they've said one thing and, and I've filtered it through mine. And as you say, it could be an SME. So I'm, you know, I was used to dealing with the corporate world in London. And like I say, they talk about a big building and I'm thinking, you know, 20 stories plus and, you know, sort of 800,000 square foot floor plates. And they're thinking, no, no, I'm just thinking of a, lo a local shed, you know, yeah. but it's perception. We don't yeah. know. And again, the same thing when we come to a networking event, you know, somebody says, um, uh, so what are you? Or what do you do? And they said, oh, I'm an accountant. So as soon as someone says accountant, or a solicitor, you already have a picture in your mind of what that person is. Hmm. Uh, you, you, you create a picture of what their personality is. 
all those type of things. So again, something we we talk a lot about what we do, not what we are. Yeah. Uh, so you know, something they are an accountant, but uh, what is it you actually do? So you know, I help save people's tax or whatever. You know. Hmm. Uh, so sometimes people, uh, I joke with people. Someone says to me, "What do you do?" And I say, oh, "I'm a, a hidden cog that produces tangible results." Okay. So now now that we've got that out, a bit of fun. Then they okay. Well, tell me how do you do that? So then sure. we started. So it's really trying to have a bit of fun with people and get into a conversation with people. Mm. Uh, and a friend of mine met someone from a big car company once at a, a football match. Uh, and the person said, well, tell me, uh, what do you do? He says, now, before I answer you that, it's because I'll bore the life out of you. What is it you do yourself? And he says, oh, I'm the sales and marketing director, training person for this big car company. Says, and then he went back and said, oh, that's really strange because I love working with people like you. Because this is what I do. He was able then to tailor what he does to that person. Wow, that's very clever. So he turned the conversation. Hmm. Uh, so then he could direct what he does. So something you know, we turn around and we say, well, oh, I'm a business mentor or something got like there. But whereas that person might be, you say, oh, I actually work with people to help them get more sales. Hmm. So you can tailor it to them. So sometimes right. we're quick to jump in and, you know, I had a uh, person once, and hopefully she wouldn't mind me saying, but when I asked her, what does she do? She says, I'm a lecturer on strategy. And I thought, right, okay, so what's that? So tell me more. But by the time we'd finished, she actually was developing the future business leaders of Northern Ireland. That sounds better than being a lecturer on strategy for me. Mm. So and then we can find out, you know, if she said to me then, why oh, help develop it? Oh, I'd really want to know how she does that or what she does. That becomes more interesting rather than closing up a conversation. I think there's probably uh, even a follow-up here, you know, in terms of your, your vision, your mission, you know, being super clear because that those changing words has taken, you know, their sort of business card title right through to almost, you know, as you say, working with the business leaders in Northern Ireland. I mean, that, that sets off a whole new vision and mission as well and things like that. So, so powerful in that little term. People talk a lot about the elevator pitch. Hmm. Or we sometimes we talk, uh, again, it's back in the presentation. If you only had seven seconds, what is it that you're going to say to someone? You're going to say, oh, I'm an accountant or I'm a business mentor. You know, you know if I turn around and say, no, I, I'm a, the hidden cog that produces tangible results. Mm-hmm. That, what do you want the person to do? Well, tell me more. So that's the production hmm. that lead to that. Yeah. Uh, so for me, like we've covered a massive range of stuff in networking and all the rest of it, uh, and thought of process, hmm. even knowing what's the first things you're going to say, what's the questions you're going to ask, being prepared with all those things. Um, you want people to remember you. You want people to to recall you when that needs. But we talk about the sticker on the mm. on the boiler. But you know, whenever somebody needs something, oh, I need to speak to that person. Mm. Um, we want to be in a networking sense or a network. You should want to become known as the gatekeeper, not the gatekeeper that's stopping people, but the gatekeeper that if you he gives you the opportunity to meet so many other people. Mm. You know, I need a plumber. I'll ring this person. I need a, a travel agent. I'll ring this person. At that point, you become known as a gatekeeper. You know, every single person is a potential door of opportunity. Yeah. You know, That's great. And you should do that. 
Andrew, how do, how do people, how do you open the door and get people in contact with you then? Um, connect with me on, uh, you can connect with me, uh, the Business Mindset's on, on LinkedIn. Uh, Andrew Dobbin is on LinkedIn. Uh, email address is andrew at thebusinessmindset.co.uk. In fact, you only have to put in Andrew Dobbin, and I think there only is two Andrew Dobbins that come up on, on Google. Uh, Andrew Dobbin, BNI, Andrew Dobbin, the Business Mindset, you'll find me. So, uh, yeah. Super duper. Listen, we really appreciate your time. That 7P has been fantastic, and I know we drifted a little bit there as well, So, but yeah. superb value. So, listen, thank you so much for that, and I really appreciate it, and look forward to hearing more. Thank you, and every success to you. Thank you. Well, that was another great episode of Fire in the Belly. You know, this really wouldn't be possible without our great guests taking the time to share their personal journeys. And boy, boy, sometimes it is personal. It's an absolute pleasure to have that, and then to hear the journeys that people have been on. We've loads more episodes coming up soon, and it's always a pleasure to have guests on. If you do happen to know anyone with true fire in their belly, please reach out to us so we can share their journey, lessons, and successes. So, all that's left to say is have a great day, live with fire in your belly, and be the mightiest version of you.